All right, we're live on the air in just a moment. Folks, here we go. <clears throat> well, folks, good afternoon. Right now, it is 12.06 on this Rosh Hashanah. Folks, it's the John DePietro Show. It's Monday, September 26th. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. Hold on one moment. Let me just... Um all right, there we go. Sorry about that, folks. One moment. All right, now much, much better. I'm wondering, like, all right, why is it a little warm here in the independent studio? Folks, this portion of the program, look how quickly we turn, change the dynamic. Uh, it's brought to you by PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. It's, a, it's actually, as you just heard the forecast, it's a delightful Monday. The weekend was nice. <clears throat> that was loud thunderstorm last night. And how about the fact there's a, uh, a real hurricane that's hitting Florida? But in the meantime, we have good weather. We have PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Homegrown mums and kale, outstanding this year. Sizes ranging 4-inch, 6-inch, 9-inch, 12-inch. Ornamental peppers, 4-6-inch to six inch pots. Everything you need, all your fall decorating and more. Pumpkins, straw, cornstalks, gourds, sugar pumpkins. Stop in. Native vegetables, sweet corn, eggplants, zucchini, peppers, yellow squash, tomatoes, local honey. This is the best time. Plant trees and shrubs, cooler temperatures, less watering. And don't forget, folks, they have the deer-resistant Placata Green Giant Abervites. Beautiful choice. <clears throat> Natural privacy border ranging from 3 feet to 11 feet. This is where you want to visit. This is where you want to shop. Mulch, screen loom, crushed stone, always available. Pickup and delivery. Gifts to pickups are available. They're open seven days a week. Folks, it's PR, Landscape Materials, and Garden Center. Stop in and see them. Now, right now, it's 12.07 on this Monday. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. And, folks, uh, remember, you can always listen online at the website, dipietro.com. You know, the, the theme of this broadcast, good afternoon to everybody watching on Facebook Live. Make sure you subscribe to the page. Feel free if I say something you agree with on the Facebook Live, boom, send off some stars. Every little bit uh, counts. And that is your way to show your appreciation to the chosen one. I think the best way to describe this, I, I'm just, I'm actually, and I know we still have a long way to go with the election. But, oh my God, no, 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 you help yourself. Can you help? No. No, you help yourself. What's the matter with you? Help yourself. I'm not. No, you draw attention to it. You draw attention to the fact that the lieutenant governor, folks, the FBI is closing in. The walls are closing in on McKee. And, you know, I've tried to be patient right now. I get that he's governor. Let's just be very clear of a couple of things. He was not elected governor. Dan McKee was not elected governor. And for those that complain, of course it's a conflict of interest that they allow Pork Boy three hours a day down the dial. Of course it is. It's absurd. But then you wait for a group of individuals, like when do they start making the right decision? <clears throat> Some of the, if anything, they're consistent. Number one, who would have that fat head on in the first place? A no talent zero. A no talent, fat, blank, and zero. Of course it's a conflict of interest. That is the way McKee operates. But he is desperate right now because the FBI is all over him. So look at the situation that we are in on this Monday, September 26th, where the governor of Rhode Island, is he's doing willing to say and do everything anything to get elected because otherwise he feels his strength against this FBI investigation into him, his biggest strength, the thing standing in the way of him and going and doing time in a federal prison is if he can get elected governor, he can push them off and like at the very least you have the bargaining chip. All right, if you drop the investigation, I will resign. That's what they hold off for. So, but but I, I want you to understand the way this is being framed. He is, 
This is not someone running like, I think I would do a good job. He is in desperate mode right now. Desperate mode. And he is owed to so many different people. The walls are closing in on Dan McKee. We haven't had this type of corruption in a while. And I know some people say they're all, no, 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 time out. Not like this. Say what you want. There was no FBI investigation of Ramundo. And there was no uh, FBI investigation of Chafee. And there was no FBI investigation into Governor Kachiri. And there was no FBI investigation into Governor Lincoln Allman. And there was no FBI investigation into Governor Bruce Sundlin. The last time there was a big investigation was Governor Dupree. And McKee is that in all things. But folks, I want you to look at the dynamic. Now, I want to commend Ashley Kalis because she is putting in the time. She is putting in the effort. She went to the hearing today about the stupid pay raises that McKee. Again, it's all it's all unjustified. You know, Justin Katz is exactly right. The dishonesty from the other side, it, it's just preposterous. But, folks, the one you have to watch on, and I'm voting for Aaron Gookian. I know many of you don't know him. And it's what they consider, con- <laughs> put out a press release. Gee, God almighty. Let me just send this. Challenger. Folks, Matos. So McKee, if he were to win and become governor and then has to resign, because the FBI is all over him. Who's waiting in the wings? Who would become governor? Sabina Matos. And I'll play some of this. She's hiding. She was not elected. She was chosen because Governor McKee felt that she could deliver him the Latino vote. That was it. And the female vote. Those two things. Is she competent? When she was, folks, you can see it, and I'll do a longer posting, but when she was on the Providence City Council, she was one of the people that went along with defund the police. That's just a fact. There she is. Of course they're laughing. She spoke at the picket line. Let me ask you this right now at 1214 on this Monday. This is the best we can do. This person, you're telling, if this is the best we can do, it's lights out time. If she, of one million people, if she is the best we can do for Lieutenant Governor, I, I'm just telling you, shut off the light. It's over. It is beyond over. You know, a lot of people wondering right now if, if something's wrong with Mac Jones and Brian Hoyer is the Patriot quarterback. Well, then, you know, I, I, let, let's not kid ourselves. We know where this is going, which is nowhere. If the best we can do is someone who's on the Providence City Council, represents Oneyville, who still, I, listen, I'm, I'm speaking facts. She has trouble with the English language. English is her second language. It goes beyond an accent. She also has a massive conflict that no one in the media will bring out. It's going to be up to me to bring it out. I don't know yet. I'm going to talk with her challenger because I don't know if he'll go after it. But she is a major conflict of interest, the lieutenant governor, that she has not disclosed. It doesn't mean she's a criminal. It doesn't mean she's a rotten person. What it means is she hasn't disclosed a major conflict of interest. And they're going to try to, you know, initially, when she was appointed, she won the, the contest to be his lieutenant governor, the poodle following him around in his attempt to win. And, hey, if he got the votes in Providence, which he did, I'm sure she takes partial credit for that. So their strategy is working. But this is this, that we have hit the point of, like, again, if she's the best we can do. Sabina Matos, who she she won't debate. And I'll admit, you know, her opponent, Aaron, he's the Republican running for lieutenant governor. He must put pressure on her to debate. She has no intentions of debating him. None. They didn't have a debate. She did one debate on newsmakers and couldn't handle it. 
and they saw enough. They're going to try to hide her. She was not, she has not been elected to that office. And I'm telling you right now at 1216, I mean, this is, this is go to the mattress time, just like in The Godfather. If those two people, if you really believe that these two people are the best the state can do of a state of one million people, that this is the best we can do. Governor McSleese and Matt Toad, then, then, uh, then it is over. Then Rhode Island is over. Then more people will just continue to leave the state, return in the summertime. The only people that they are appealing to are the special interests and the unions. And anyone that goes along with this is just, it's all political insiders on the take. There is no one of substance that is in with these two people. If, if that's the best we can do, it is, it is lights out. It is game over. There is no hope. No company, gee, what company would want to do business in a state where you have a governor who's under an FBI probe? No legitimate business. Who wants to do business with someone like him? The unions. They don't care. He's a puppet on a string. I recognize, hey, what you're saying is pretty, yeah, it is harsh. But I want to remind people, he has not been elected governor. He took over for Raimondo's term. And what we have seen, not bad for a year and a half, yeah. Boy, the FBI probe and one corrupt deal after another. This is get mad time. Now, I was with um, my classmates from Bishop Hendricken over the weekend. Fantastic time. I mean, it is something you go back and suddenly you're around guys that you were introduced to when you were 14 years old, sitting around in homeroom as a freshman at Bishop Hendricken. And I did hear a buzz. There were a number, as the night went on, not in the beginning, kind of the end of the night. A group that was, you know, then it starts to tail off. And then there's like a handful, you know, I don't know, two dozen people left. And a number of guys are saying, what, what about this woman running against McKee? Does she have a shot? Ashley Kalis. Now, folks, listen. I, 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 like many of you, yeah, I wish Ashley had lived here longer. I wish she knew about the state. I'll say this, though. She's putting up her own money. She, she's not a thief. She's not in the tank for anyone. You know, she, she's learning as she goes along. She certainly doesn't have to do this. It's a little unconventional. Hey, I was calling her the tourist that wants to come in and run. But I'll tell you right now, I just I, just, I can't stand the stink of corruption coming from the McKee camp. I, I've had it. And him and the Matos thing, it, it, it's insulting. These people are not qualified. You know, Ashley Kalis, would, would she be a transformational governor? I, I, I know what we're seeing right now. And what we're seeing is cronyism, insider deals, and the highest forms of corruption. Listen, let's be honest. If McKee was even ethical, he wouldn't have his pal we promised a job for that he's dangling like a carrot and a stick. Pork boy, help me get elected and I'll give you a full-time job in state government. And if there's anyone that doubts that, look what he, he had the unmitigated gall. To give out, wants to give out all these raises to his to his cabinet, and and listen, they're dishonest about it. Well, you know, we have to stem of all these people. Who's leaving? Who's leaving? Doctor Nicole Alexander Scott. I thought she had a quote window of opportunity. There's no one leaving. There's a lot, as we know. Listen, it's insulting. There's a line of people, political insiders. You got to be connected to get a state job. Period. End of story. It shouldn't be that way. Absolutely should not be that way. Why, why is he going to give raises to all his people? Because he, he made promises that we're supposed to keep. But it's preposterous. The soccer stadium, of course it doesn't make sense. Listen, none of it makes He knows it doesn't make sense. The governor who lived in Greta. And he, oh, my mother helped me over the finish line. No, she didn't. The union members... Grabbing all those mail ballots, that's what pushed you over and you won by 3,000. Helena, folks, kicked you behind on primary day, period. That's what happened. So a big question, and I don't know the answer to this, 
is what is the undecided on this race? I, it, I mean, it could be as high as 30%. That's a high number. Because remember, undecideds break for the challenger. And I'm sure if you're Ashley Kalis, it must be frustrating. When we were, when I was with this group on Saturday night, I, you know, I'm just being honest. No, they couldn't, they know there's a woman. And one, one guy, you know, a friend of mine said, you know, I don't like her commercials. I know she has that boxing commercial. So at least they remember that. The lady, the blonde, who's in the boxing commercial. Well, that's a start. They didn't, couldn't rattle off her name. Her last name, you know, it's not easily remembered, Ashley. But it, she's not McKee. She's not McKee. But this is where he is so desperate to win this election. To keep, think of this. To keep the FBI at bay, if you are the CEO of a company, you're not going to sit down with him. You don't know. Is the, is the meeting being recorded? Are you going to get subpoenaed? Is, is, there, is the FBI, you know, video surveillance of that? That, that, by the way, that doesn't mean that the CEO of a Fortune 500 company, it doesn't mean that they'd be doing anything wrong. Who needs the hassle? Who'd want to get dragged in on that? The answer is no one. Oh, forget that. How many governors right now in the United States are under an FBI probe? One. Rhode Island. Not bad for a year and a half. Yeah, we've seen enough. You know, I tried to, over the weekend, Mark Wahlberg has a new uh, film out. I discovered it on Netflix. I think it's called Father Stew. Couldn't make it through it. Mel Gibson's in it. Terrible. I don't know who wrote the dialogue. Is It's impossible. I was, I was reading some. I mean, are people that somebody was putting, oh, if he doesn't get an Academy Award for this, if he gets an, if, if, if Mark Wahlberg gets an Academy Award for that film, then it's lights out. Then it's over. Like, you know when it's over, right? Um, I, I saw enough. I, I couldn't watch the full, I couldn't watch it. I couldn't make it through. That's how I feel right now with the McKee, um, the whole situation with Governor McKee. I, 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 I've, I've seen this before, where it is all insider deals. And, and the problem, I'll tell you one of the problems that I learned in covering corruption cases is one of the, once you open that barn door, you can't close it. You know, um, Operation Plunderdome, one of the problems was when you start to allow people to become compromised. Once you, and, and listen, I'm not picking on Mayor Cianci. I'm not. But once you allow someone to do an act or they know you did an act, you can't call a timeout. You can't call everybody in the conference room and say, all right, listen, no more. No more bribes, no more accepting thing, no more. We got to put it in. You can't do that. Because then you don't know who's recorded. And those people are like, hey, screw him. So the corruption just starts getting out of control. You know, the problem with Mayor Cianci was once Frank Carenti and Art Kaloyan, two chiefs of staff, once, you know, they kind of figured out his scheme, he can't say to them, hey, no more. It, it just becomes like a. It's like, a, it's like every, every man for himself. It's a money-making operation, right? I don't talk a lot about it a lot, but what Buddy Sancy would do, and this is a fact, it's in the court, I'm not trying to knock him. I made peace with him before he passed away, I'm glad I did. But his scheme was he would borrow money from, let's just say Frank Correnti, who, by the way, I've had an interaction with Frank since he paid his debt to society. He is a very nice family. And I've exchanged correspondence with Frank and Thelma Crenti. They're very nice people. I have no idea what happened at that time. I remember at his sentencing, he said he didn't recognize the guy that he saw there. But what Cianci would do is Cianci would borrow 50000 from Frank Crenti. Lend me 50000 Okay. He would say to Frank, how much do I owe you? Well, you owe me 50000 All right. Later that day, someone would come to Frank and say, I have 10000 for the mayor's reelection campaign. Oh, okay. Here's 10000 in cash. CNC would call Frank or whatever. See him. They didn't talk on the phone. How much do I owe you? He'd say, you owe me 40000 right? Ten, okay. 
Someone's going to see you tomorrow. Another guy comes the next day. Um, here's 10000 for the mayor's re-election campaign. <laughs> the mayor would say to Frank, how much do I owe you? He'd say, uh, it's down to 30000 now. And he would just keep going. Now, Frank couldn't, he, he didn't know what had transpired between the two. The guy that was paying Frank Corrente the 10000 he he could... You know, they'd say, did you put the money in Mayor Cianci's hands? No, I did not. What was the agreement? The agreement was I could buy two plots of land, but I had to pay him 10000 and then the city would sell it, sell it to me. Did you give him the 10000 in cash? No, I did not. What would you do with it? I gave it to Frank Carrenti. So, but the problem was he couldn't say to Kaloyan and Frank Carrenti, because Kaloyan got in trouble with them. Um, a guy that wanted a job in planner in planning. Kaloyan had his own trial. If he had been in the same trial with Sanson and everyone else, he would have got, I think he would have got sent up the river like they did. But he got his own, own trial, and then he was able, to, he had a great attorney, and he was able to get out of it. But my point is, you can't then call a timeout and say, all right, no more, no more bribes, no more payoffs. It just doesn't work that way. And that is the land that McKee is in right now. McKee can't say to the unions, the laborers, hey, no more of this. You can't. What? They own him. He is along for the ride. He is. What? And now it just becomes greed and they get sloppy and contracts get juiced up. And now, I mean, that is the position the state is in right now. Four years ago, teachers despised Dan McKee, hated him, would walk out of the room if Lieutenant Governor walked in. Now, well, he didn't get the endorsement of one of the teachers unions, but he got it with NEA Rhode Island with Walsh and Company because he's just a whatever you need. And I meant to mention to Justin Katz, you know, you also learn many times, you know, they say in the new budget, we're going to address the problems at DCYF. And I meant to mention that last hour with Justin Katz with Politics This Week. You know, we learned in some of the endorsements that the unions were saying that he added 15 union positions in this blah, 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 in this department and 15 union positions that. Hey, who do you think's paying all that? We pay all of that. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro show on this Monday is brought to you by Matthews Oil Company. They will keep you warm this winter. Give them a call, 401 942 7500-401-942-7500, Matthews Oil Company. Trusted oil delivery for generations. They make it easy to keep your home comfortable and safe. Cleanest grades of heating oil. Call Matthews Oil Company today. 401-942-7400. 401-942-7500. Matthews Oil Company. You can find them online at MatthewsOil.com, premier dealer Rhode Island delivering the highest quality heating fuels. Matthews Oil, they take pride in providing reliable, affordable service to you and your family. Matthews Oil Company, 401-942-7500. Folks, visit the website to Petro.com. You know, the McKee people don't want to talk about it, but I want you to think about that. And I'll say this, Aaron Guckian, who's running against Sabina Matos for lieutenant governor, he's going to run the type of race that he's comfortable with. People run the type of race they're comfortable with. But I'll say this about Ashley Kalis. She put pressure on McKee to debate. So the media started turning the screws to debate to McKee. So he started, he came out, and he's announced he will debate her. She showed up this morning at that hearing where he wants to give out raises for all these promises he made. What a joke. $30,000 raises. What? That's our money. That's our money, as a matter of fact. Our money that he's giving out in that way. He has no respect for the public's money. None. No respect at all for taxpayer money. You know why? And for him to say, for Governor, Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee, for, oh, this is interesting. TikTok calling out North Kingstown School District failing to get rid of predatory teachers. That's an interesting story. Um, let's see. Uh, Governor McKee scaled back the raises. Wow. 
A win for Ashley Kalis. Look at that. Wow. Look at that. Good for her. Wow, what a win. See how he has no backbone? No backbone at all. Governor Jellyfish, with his Republican opponent nipping at his heels, Governor McKee scaled back the raises up to 43%. Wow. The Department of Administration did a competitive analysis of comparable state government. These positions are making blah, blah, blah. Uh, the salary amounts posted, um, this needs to be addressed, uh, written testimony. Wow, what a win. Look at that. He totally caved. Wow. Holy cow. Oh, wow. Tom McCarthy was right. See, folks, look at how, and this is the guy. This is the guy, Governor McKee, who, um, this is the guy who, you know, is saying no one is going to, no one is going to be um, on his watch. There'll be no tolling of passenger cars. No one believes that. No one believes that in any way. When? Wow. Here's Ashley Kalis now. Voters aren't going to be distracted by smaller pay raises. They know Dan McKee works for the special interest, period. That's why he's raising salaries for political appointees but refusing to do anything about the highest energy prices in state history. Boom. That is a big win. Look at that. And they have to... Uh, continue the pressure on him. Folks, there is, she, this is a, I want to be really clear, this is a winnable election for Ashley Kalis because I, I you know, I, as I said, um, it would be nice if we knew if she had been here longer and, and yeah, all of that stuff would, it would be great. And I recognize the fact she was moving and then there's some some questions about, um, let me just see this. There's this, actually a story in the Boston Globe. TikTok calling out the North Kingstown School District failing to get rid of predatory teachers. You know, North Kingstown, as we've talked about, between the litter boxes, um, the naked fat coach. Folks, do you see that people are starting to... Wow. And, and of course, the, the liberal media wants to go after, where did she vote? She, she wasn't living in Rhode Island. I give Ashley Kalis credit. She got that done by her putting pressure on Governor McKee. She got that done by getting him to call it off. What an absolute joke. Good. Well, at least they caved on that one. Uh, I'm also just checking the clock. Large media presence for Celtics Media Day. <laughs> we'll hear from Joe Mazzula of Johnston, former Hendrick and player. Oh, boy. He'll get his chance. The DOT budget. Listen, I know Peter Alvidi. It, it's too high. It's absolutely too high. With his Republican opponent nipping at his heels and calling him out of touch, Governor McKee scaled back the raises up to 43% that he was proposing. Good. That is a win for Ashley Kalis. It is. It absolutely is. Folks, right now at 1235, good for Ashley. Now, I did an interview with her. I interviewed her last week. Week. I'll post that on the website, by the way, and we'll do another interview with Ashley. I'm telling you, I- I'm willing to take a shot. Like many of you. Yeah, I wish she was living here longer. Yeah, I wish blah, blah, blah. But OK, she she didn't live in the state. And she's an outsider and the media wants to hang her up on. Well, did you vote for Trump? 
You know, do you support DeSantis? Listen, Governor DeSantis has done an amazing job in Florida. I don't believe the media narrative. You know what someone from the media was telling me? People in Rhode Island hate the governor. That is completely false. That is complete. Listen, I, I was in Washington, D.C. last week, as many of you know. I, I don't hate the mayor of D.C. I wasn't there long enough. <coughs> if you go and visit California, it seems a little screwed up. I mean, they have totally liberal policies, progressive policies have totally screwed up California. But it doesn't, I don't, I don't despise Governor Newsom. I, 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 I don't like his policies and what he's done to the state. And I also want to take issue with some people saying, you know, people living under the underpass right near Pawtucket off 95, they've been living there forever. You know, it shouldn't be allowed. I'm telling you, Governor Juan, I would just say, listen, you, you can't, there's no more of this. You, you can't just be camping outside. You can't allow it. They're encouraging it. Something has to be done. These are, and these people, that could be any of us. There, there are no veterans there. There's no veterans there. Those aren't people, you know, that because of the high rents that, no. We have now in this country, it's not just a Rhode Island thing. In certain states, it's bigger than others. But we have more and more people who, under the guise of, quote, they choose not to work. The people, many of the, quote, homeless in Rhode Island, like the Nilo, Nilo Hotel people, right? The homeless hotel. If you don't work, you can't afford rent. Many of them have just decided, for whatever reason, they'd rather just skate by. They, they, I don't know how else to explain it. They don't want to work. They'll take advantage. They know they have to go to a soup kitchen to eat. They know they have to go to food pantries to get groceries. They know they have to be a little bit of a vagabond and move around. They know that sometimes in the summertime they have to sleep in a tent. But the fact that it all stems from, they, they ultimately, they don't like the idea of full-time employment. They don't. They feel it's too restrictive. And so they'd rather... It's people who choose not to work, and therefore they can't afford rent. Many of the, quote, homeless that Governor McKee talks about, they're not homeless. I think it was two weeks ago. Family of four, boom, house burned down or apartment. They truly have nowhere to go. They are homeless. Many of these people, they want temporary housing. You know, they've been living outside. Why do they live outside? They don't want to go to a shelter. They like having drugs. They like having alcohol. They like having a pet. They like carrying a weapon, whatever it may be. And you can't have those things inside of a shelter. They choose to live outside. So they would rather, you know what, I'm going to live in a tent. And it's not great, but at least I don't have to get up and go to a job. And I didn't like doing that job. Or maybe they were injured at some point and they just feel I'm getting some kind of money each month. And what they do is then they realize they got to, they need temporary housing where they buckle down. You know, yeah, it is rough. Really, December, January, February, March. It comes down to four months that they need housing. They can kind of get through it into November. And then it starts to get really cold. November, they start going indoors. But you get nice days in November. A little more difficult with the at night. A little chilly, but not brutal. Can't be outside with snow. Can't be outside with snow. And they don't want to be in a shelter. So they give them a voucher for the hotels. <clears throat> but the fact of the matter is... When May hits, really April, April, it still can be cold and rainy, but it's not freezing, right? And then you start getting some nice days. April through October, they're like, I'd rather bounce around. And then if I have to sleep in a car, I'll sleep in a car. If I have to sleep in a tent, I'll sleep in a tent. There's a a, a huge number of people that May through October, they're sleeping in a tent, I hear from different restaurants that when they come in in the morning to set up for the day, there are homeless people. Now, there are people who choose to be homeless that are sleeping in a sleeping bag under some of their outside picnic tables. Um, Sometimes I've interviewed people and then people say, hey, I saw so-and-so. They come in in the morning, they go there late at night, 
And they really need, you know, a few hours to sleep somewhere where they're going to be safe and just try to make it through. And then it's safer to sleep during the day. Right, because it's not dark out. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show, it's brought to you by AtMed Urgent Care, located at 1524 Atwood Avenue in Johnston, and also 5750 Post Road East Greenwich, AtMed Urgent Care, cost-efficient health care alternative to hospital-based emergencies the next time you have an emergency. Go to AtMed Urgent Care, two locations, 1524 Atwood Avenue in Johnston, 5750 Post Road East Greenwich, AtMed Urgent Care, where they have walk-in routine, urgent care, minor surgical, orthopedic, and trauma. If there's a work-related injury or adult vaccinations, they also offer mononuclear antibody infusions. Folks, AtMed Urgent Care, next time you have an emergency, instead of going to an emergency room where you may wait six hours, at AtMed Urgent Care, if you have an emergency, they will see the person under an hour. And, and an ambulance could go there as well. At Med Urgent Care, I've visited both locations. You know, actually, for me, both locations, they saw me in less than 30 minutes. And I get email from some of you saying, you had a family member, you went to an emergency room, and it was a six-hour wait or an eight-hour wait. Not at At Med Urgent Care. They have doctors and nurses. 1524 Atwood Avenue in Johnston. And also 5750 Post Road in East Greenwich. Folks, right now on this Monday, wow, what a win for Ashley Kalis. She went testified. Good for her. And Governor McKee, what did he do? He backed down. He curbed down. He cut him in half the raises he was going to give to his cronies. That is a win for Ashley Kalis. And she needs to pound him on the debate stage. You know, I am telling you, someone asked me, do you go to the McKee press conferences? He doesn't have press conferences anymore. He used to. I used to attend. And let me just say this. I was respectful. I know some of his people. You know, they try to do a good job. It's his policies. He's the decision maker. Rhode Island can do better than McKee Matos, period. And she has a massive conflict of interest that she has not revealed. That I'm going to reveal. If she won't reveal it, when she first got appointed, someone that knew her said, well, she, she's going to have to reveal the conflict, right? I mean, she's going to have to. But they feel like everything else, folks, they feel they can skate through. Um, and I want to repeat, shame on down the dial. The fact that, you know, McKee has a gentleman's agreement, a handshake with York, where there's a state job waiting for him. As a quid pro quo, if he can, quote, help him get over the finish line, that's wrong. But I'll say this. At this point, York doesn't hide it or his producer. It goes to the individuals that allow it to go on. That's what it comes down to. You know, there reached there was a point in North Kingstown. And many of you know this. The blame Coach Thomas wasn't hiding what was going on. The blame really falls onto the principal and the superintendent that allowed the naked fat test to continue. There's an element, there's part of it that always starts off, and the full onus is obviously always on the individual. But if the individual is content to be unethical and or break the law or do something, obviously, highly inappropriate, and then they're not hiding it. Then, then to me, the onus falls on the individuals that allow it to continue. And that's what you have down the dial. Idiot boy, he is, Pork Boy is not changing his tune. He's very clear. It is three hours of running interference and trying to make sure that Ashley Kalis or any critics of McKee are not allowed access. He can't control the whole place, but he'll control his three hours. And the fact they allow that, but... You know, there's always people that are compromised. You know, there are always people compromised who then don't say anything. Because then, you know, who knows? Who knows what's what's going on um, sometimes in the in the background. Folks, this portion of the program, and again, check it out on the website. That is a real threat. That th- this is something that could, and I also want to mention this. People that saying, 
you know, I blame the people of Rhode Island to keep electing. That is unfair in this instance. Dan McKee was not elected governor. He was not elected governor. He, he hasn't been elected anything. Sabina Matos has not been elected governor. You could make the argument of Seth Magaziner, but he had kind of token opposition for general treasurer. Um, you know, it's not, like, it's not like the people are agreeing on the soccer stadium. McKee is pushing that through. The people never wanted these truck tolls. Ramundo pushed that through. Ramundo had a ferocious ground game to get elected governor. But I, I, it's not fair to say the people over at Nelly Gorbea was hardly running a legitimate election. And so all of this blaming of the voters, the voters have an opportunity to right this wrong. If you believe the best the state can do is to have Dan McKee and Sabina Matos and all these insider deals, I, I don't then I, I just don't think people fully appreciate how far and it's you reach a point where it's never coming back. But check out on the website about the FBI, some of our videos. It's on petro.com, which is probably the Coesed Inn, or Rhode Island tradition since 1977, 226 Coesed Avenue, West Warwick. A great meal, a great time is waiting for you at the Coesed Inn. Well, folks, at 1247, so I want to repeat, that is a big win for Ashley Kalis. You know, what I like about it is she has finally turned in is the fact, and that is free media that she's getting. And she also needs to fight the truck tolls. She does. So Channel 12 has the story. Public hearings being held Monday, discussing his proposal pay raises up to 43%. McKee was not at the meeting, but Office of Management and Budget Director read his testimony for him. While Ashley Kalis went to the meeting, she went. And Governor McKee decided to back down. Raises would range from 15000 to 60000 Folks, let me ask you right now at 1248, is there anyone in Rhode Island governor government that you believe needs and deserves a $60,000 raise? That is absurd. His Republican challenger, Ashley Kalis, was at the meeting calling the move fiscally irresponsible. Here's Ashley. This pattern of incompetence and backing away when public pressure calls out things he does is simply wrong. I'm here to speak about the fact these raises are out of touch. The governor is incompetent. He does not know what he's doing. And doing so only today comes out amidst the public we deserve better. Spokesperson for McKee defended the proposal the average pay for the head of Rhode Island agency trails by Massachusetts and Connecticut. They're bigger states. It should trail Massachusetts and Connecticut. They're bigger states. Kalis argued the state taxpayers deserve better. If McKee were to be elected, these would cost the taxpayers three and a half millions in salaries alone. What a joke. Good for Ashley. I'm going to play that piece. And look what happened. McKee backed down. He totally caved. He folded like a tent. Wow. Big time. Folded like a cheap suit. Public hearing to consider proposed pay raises championed by McKee. Now Channel 10's jumping on it. You know what else is, um, is good about that is the fact that it's a Monday and there isn't a lot of news just yet. Whoa. Hurricane strike Florida now is it's now up to a category four. I'm obviously watching that because my youngest, Jacqueline DePietro, whose birthday is Thursday, is right down in Tampa. After additional strength, uh, maximum wind category one moving northwest rapidly intensify major hurricane Tuesday. Uh oh. Um. Governor McKee is saying, with the potential of a hurricane hitting Rhode Island, all state workers should be given a pay raise. Now, see, I disagree with that. What does that mean? Why He's always looking to give the unions a pay raise. Always. And it's wrong. 100%. Always trying to, because they control them. And folks, remember, remember right now. As far as Governor McKee, 
Good for Joe Missoula. Listen, he's going to do fine. He's going to do just fine handling the media. Strong endorsement he received from Brad Stevens. I interviewed him several years ago. We're going to leave it. Um, I knew his dad, too, Danny, Danny Missoula. Hey, this is interesting. The NFL is replacing the Pro Bowl with week-long skills competition in a flag football game. I think that's, I think that's smart. Hey, you remember the Patriot player that got hurt? Skills competition and flag game instead. Good. I mean, they need to. It, it's preposterous that then you start having people getting injured. Federal Highway Administrator Carlos Machado is leaving Rhode Island for Wyoming. Chafee. Uh, the fact that, uh, wow, Governor McKee scaled back the raises of up to 43% that he was proposing. That is a win for Ashley Kalitz. Absolutely a win. I'll play Joe Missoula next hour. I will play some of Joe Missoula next hour. Uh, Governor Dan McKee proposed $60,000 raises for officials who are already making six figures. Just how out of touch he is. I agree. Can you imagine Governor McKee, folks? And hear me out right now at 1252. Governor McKee saying, you know, it is unfair that we have department heads who are only making 150000 Hey, it's absurd. Hey, then leave and get a better job somewhere else. It should be, this is what the job pays. This is what the job pays. And if you don't like that, you know what the good news is? You could leave the job. Well, they make 20000 more in Massachusetts. Well, Massachusetts is a bigger state, so they have more responsibility. So they should make more, as a matter of fact. They should make more. Um, you know, that. what is that? Why would they not make make more? Of course, they, they, they make more, and they should make more. So th- this business of... They they are good. I want to play. Um, let me just say this. Ashley Kalis put out a press conference slamming the cabinet raises. Good. Good. Totally right, as a matter of fact. And what did he do? He backed down and caved. This business, who? Who are they leaving? Who's leaving? Head of the state police is going to get, what, a $50,000 raise? Like, for what? For what? Based on What? Oh, he doesn't like being the head of the state police? Oh, is he going to leave? Then find someone else. If I don't get 50000 more, I'm leaving. And going where? No, you're not. You're not going anywhere. Wrong. No. Let him leave. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought by Propane Plus. Call them today at 401 401- 885-4209. In Massachusetts, 508-252-3359. Heating and cooling, Propane Plus. Three generations, they're available 24-7. Online billing, schedule service and delivery at the click of a button. Call Propane Plus today. Now, they also have a very efficient, user-friendly website. It's propaneplus.com. Call them today. Residential or commercial Propane Plus. Give them a call today. 401-885-4209. Winter is coming in Massachusetts. 508-252-3359. It's Propane Plus and online at propaneplus.com. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show. Hey, you want to make sure you get rid of any type of algae and moss bacteria, the green stuff maybe you have on your roof. Do what I did. I called Jamie's Power Wash. If you want to get rid of some of that stuff, 401-837-4545. Jamie's Power Wash. It's my friend Jamie Freitas, 401-837-4545. Jamie's Power Wash. Handyman Services, professional power washing, deck staining. He is such a pro. He'll do it all. Power washing, deck staining. Now, with wintertime approaching, he also does interior painting, construction, handyman services. Jamie's Power Wash, 
Call him today. You can also find him on Facebook. It's 401-837-4545. So I want to commend Ashley Kalis, folks, the Republican challenger. And my mindset is that why not? Why not? Are we so we're going to what do worse? She's going to do a worse job than McKee. McKee right now is making any promise he can. He is a desperate individual who's trying to avoid an FBI indictment. And so he's willing to cut any deal to stay in office. And if he were elected, Sabina Matos, who wanted to defund the police, would become the governor. All right, this is the Channel 12 piece on it. Proposing pay raises for his cabinet directors. Today, the public got to weigh in on the proposal, which McKee's challenger in the governor's race is calling irresponsible. 12 News reporter Sheena Lashido is live in Providence at the Department of Administration with the latest developments. Sheena. Well, Kate, today, even during public testimony, people spoke to the fact it is election season. We're going to hear a lot of back and forth about this. And to no surprise, McKee's Republican opponent showed up to this meeting herself today. Now, at the Department of Administration this morning, members went line by line and heard comments about each of these proposed salary increases. One example someone brought up is instead of raising the salary for write-offs director, why don't you use that money to fix the roads and the bridges in the state and this morning the governor's team said they're recommending this as a phased approach meaning the cabinet members wouldn't see that full major raise up front however it would still be a really notable pay bump in order to attract the best possible leaders for Rhode Island we need to evaluate salaries as the market and the needs of our residents change When I first reviewed the proposed increases for the 13 cabinet positions presented today, I understood the suggested salaries as the tops of their respective ranges. However, it is now my understanding that, by statute, the proposals represent flat rates and not salary caps. This is a pattern of incompetence and also backing away when public pressure calls out things that he does that are simply wrong. So I'm here today to speak about the fact that these raises are out of touch, that the governor is incompetent. He did not know what he was doing when he was doing so. And only today he comes in and admits that to the public. We deserve better. Wow. Is making these proposals for at least a dozen cabinet members. We have a write up on each one right now on WPRI.com. But what happens from here? Now the DOA has 30 days to make a recommendation to the General Assembly about what to do with these. They're scaling it back. The answer to that is they're scaling it back. Folks, good afternoon at 1259. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to break for the 1 o'clock news. We have another full hour to go. Next hour is radio only. I will be doing Facebook Live later. But, folks, you can listen online at the website, DePietro.com or AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. The Power Hour is next after the 1 o'clock news.